0: Gods of the theater, smile on us. You who sit up there stern in judgment, smile on us. You who look down on actors, and who doesn't, bless this yearly festival and smile on us. You are listening to Thespis in the Green Room. Welcome to episode one. We are your hosts, Bruce Meal and Melanie Ann Williford. Hello. Hello. The intro you just heard was a snippet from the invocation from Stephen Sondheim's The Frogs, a musical that was adapted from an ancient Greek comedy by Aristophanes, referencing the festival of Dionysus.
1: And for academic clarity, we are going to Wikipedia, which is always accurate.
0: As is everything on the interwebs. Of course.
1: (laughs) It says here a la Adelaide. (laughs) In ancient Greek religion and myth, Dionysus is the god of the grape harvest, winemaking and wine, of fertility, Mm. ritual madness, religious ecstasy, and... (sighs) theater
0: now there's a combo
1: (laughs) so as much fun as fertility ritual madness and religious ecstasy sounds (laughs) we are here to focus on theater that's right and maybe wine
0: yes yes wine you can't have theater without wine just ask any of our middle-aged women at intermission (laughs) where's my chardonnay and what do you mean it's going to cost me 10 bucks
1: hey that 10 bucks is your sacrifice at the temple of dionysus it keeps people like Thespis in a job.
0: Yes, Thespis. Didn't he win a Tony for *Your in Town?
1: Uh, no. Thespis lived in ancient Greece and is considered the first actor.
0: The actor daddy. That's him. <laughs>
1: Prior to the solo debut of Thespis, plays were delivered entirely by the Greek chorus. Mm,
0: everyone who looked identical may be wearing masks and speaking in unison to tell the story.
1: Yes, a group narration in matching Greek couture. Hmm. And a director's nightmare, I imagine.
0: <laughs> Sounds like herding cats.
1: I think so. Thespis was the first to step out of the group and play a character. Plays then started to incorporate the chorus and the individual characters.
0: So where was the wine in all of this? It was in the green room. Ah, ba dum bum
1: It's all pre-
0: The Green Room is a lounge found in theaters and studios, and it's where it all happens.
1: The company does a lot of living in the Green Room, from eating a meal to running lines.
0: Grabbing a quick nap. um, Actors waiting for the next scene.
1: Hopefully not at the same time. No. Adjusting wigs. Emergency costume repairs.
0: Yes, I can attest to that. Having ripped out the seam of my pants during the opening number of a show, I know I had to rush right back to the green room for a quick repair before my next entrance. As I stood there in my underwear, I realized (laughs) there could be no self-pride in the green room.
1: None. None at all. But most of all, it's where friendships are formed and great conversations happen about all things theater.
0: And that's what we would like to create in this podcast. What? What?
1: The idea for Thespis in the Green Room came from our careers in theater.
0: Yes, we wanted to share our experiences on stage, uh, backstage, and from a management perspective.
1: Plus, we want to continue to learn and explore our industry, and thought others might like to come along for the ride.
0: In this podcast, we will be covering all things theater.
1: We are based in the upstate of South Carolina in the Greenville-Spartanburg area, and we'll discuss local shows, festivals, and events.
0: And there is a lot of theater happening in the upstate.
1: Yes, there is. And we will also cover the national and international theater scene. So now
0: the question is, who am I? Melanie, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And you?
0: Well, I grew up in Western New York, the Big Apple, as it were, but not anywhere close to the city, Buffalo, Niagara (laughs) Falls area.
1: And how did you get involved in theater? Well, I got
0: involved, I guess, much like any kid in school. Drama class and drama club after school. Mm. I had a real early, I guess, attraction to the stage. I was, I was really fascinated by how the story unfolded before my very eyes. The rapid scene changes, props moving on and off. All the characters and such. I just, I just knew early on this is something that I wanted to be a part of. I never had the inkling to be like a, a movie star. That was never a draw. But I knew that I wanted to be on stage in some way.
1: Hmm. Well, I started like many other little girls in dance class, but my first part was Mother Goose in the preschool pageant. Yeah. There's actually a picture of me carrying a goose by the neck.
0: Oh, the the poor goose. Not a real goose. (laughs) No geese were harmed in the making Uh, of this pageant. Okay.
1: And I did creative dramatics classes with the Spartanburg Youth Theater. And then in seventh grade, I did my first full production with the Youth Theater. I played Lucy Fezziwig in A Christmas Carol. She was only in the Fezziwig scene and had about three lines, but that was it. I was hooked.
0: That, that was all it took?
1: Mm, it was really more about the camaraderie and the friendships I experienced. Except for the guy playing Scrooge, most of us, most of the cast, was backstage during the show. And I just remember huddling together, trying to stay warm in this drafty theater. And we were gossiping and chatting away in the green room.
0: Ah, you know, Christmas Carol was my first play as well.
1: Hmm. I
0: played Tiny Tim, believe it or Aww. not. And I, re- I recall how it felt as a kid to be part of the cast. Was everybody, you know, it was a cast full of different ages and mm. so on. And it was just great fun, but it, it also just gave you a sense of belonging to a group.
1: God, God bless, bless us, us, everyone. everyone. <laughs>
0: Thank you very, very, very
1: much. Do you recall how we met? We met through dirty rotten scoundrels.
0: Not terrible people.
1: <laughs> no, not not people. The show. You played Andre Andre
0: Thibault. Thibault. That was go. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he was the corrupt French police I don't think inspector. he was really corrupt. No? Well, maybe a little. I, I think don't... he was corrupt. He was Wasn't he take? taking bribes? I guess he was
0: on the take. Okay. Yeah, right, he fine.
1: was taking bribes. <laughs> Let's see. And I played Muriel Eubanks, a divorcee from Omaha, Nebraska, on the prowl in the <laughs> south of France.
0: <laughs> it was so much fun. I mean, I we had a great cast and just I just have such great memories.
1: Yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, good times, truly. You know,
0: in fact, just a few days ago, you'll Remember, you just won't believe this. I was in the grocery store about to check out, and I asked this lady, there's a lady behind me, she had one item, I Mm. had all these items, and I asked her if she wanted to go ahead of me, and she said, No, no, I'm fine, it's fine. And then she said, You look familiar, do we know each other? And I said, I know. Uh, I don't know. And before we could kind of sort out maybe how we knew each other, she blurts out, "Dirty rotten scoundrels!" <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe it. I was I was so surprised and flattered that she remembered the shows. Yeah, and my hair exact is not exactly the same color as it was then. No, that's no, not. Well, you don't have to readily <laughs> agree. Oh, <but.
1: laughs> well, that reminds me of that trip we took to the hospital.
0: Hospital? I don't remember a trip to the hospital. I, I mean, I don't recall the show being particularly dangerous. Although <laughs> I know we did have a few injuries. Go on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remember that one of our company had a short stint in the hospital during the run.
0: All right. They're yeah. fine,
1: by the way. No worries. Everything's fine.
0: All right. Okay. But, all but right.
1: we went. We went to visit. I remember now. It was you, me, and Todd Weir, who was also in the cast. Mm-hmm. And on our way out of the hospital, this man came up to us. And he's raving about the show and how much he loved it, but he was all about you two. I don't. I don't think he recognized me because. Uh, in, in the show I had that wig and right. I looked quite different than I do in person it's true yeah. but I just stood there oh, I'm glad you liked it
0: <laughs> didn't we tell him you were in the show too I, I don't know I, don't I think we might have but I
1: don't think it registered he was he was starstruck there by you, you go too. yeah right <laughs>
0: Special thanks to Dick Stevens of Stevens Magic and Fun. He can be found on Facebook at Stevens Magic and Fun.
1: Bruce, what would you say are some of your highlights from your theatrical career?
0: You know, I guess my highlights would really be performance-related. Mm. It's always great when you get to perform one of your dream roles. Mm. And for me, it was playing the baker in Into the Woods. Aww. I remember back when the show came out, I think it was the late 80s, and and I didn't really know much about it. At that time, I was busy being a young father, and I was a little behind at what was happening on Broadway. Mm. But a fellow actress, a friend of mine who I was doing some theater with, she, she told me that she thought I would make a great baker. And I was like... I don't know what this is all about. And at that time, we didn't have the internet to go and do a quick Google search and so on. So I did what everybody did then. You went to the library. (gasps) The
1: library. Yes.
0: (laughs) And I checked out. That's right. And I checked out a cast recording of the show. And I just, I fell in love with the music, just listened to it over and over again. And from the music, you could kind of get an idea of the story, but not really the details. Mm. And then about 10 years later, I had the chance to play the role. And it was just just a great experience. That was, you know, really definitely a highlight for me.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Any others?
0: Well, now that I think of it, there was another dream role. I wouldn't have thought about this, but... um, uh, again years ago I saw a great production of Beauty and the Beast in Toronto. It was yeah. I think it was the Broadway cast even brought over there and it was just phenomenal and that was back in the 90s.
1: I wonder yeah, I wonder if that was their out of town. Could've maybe been their so, out of but town pre-Broadway tryout maybe. Well,
0: it could have been. It's possible. I don't really know, but it, it was spectacular I mean, mm. in every way. And I thought, you know, one day I would just love to play Cogsworth and then Sure enough, about 12 years later, that dream came true. Aww. So I, I kind of feel fortunate that I've had a chance to play a couple of roles that I that I knew about way beforehand, you know. And, mm. and I don't think you get to do that very often. Mm-mm, you know. No. What about you?
1: Mm, I think for me, there were a couple of standout moments from my experiences in the UK. Mm-hmm. I was in grad school in Glasgow at the Royal Conservatoire Scotland, and we took our Shakespeare plays up to a small coastal town in the Highlands called Ullapool. Mm. That was amazing. Cause the, I mean, the Highlands are breathtaking. They're yeah, just Yeah, you see such wonderful pictures. So yeah. beautiful. And then to spend time in a, in a smaller town. Glasgow's a pretty decent-sized city, so mm-hmm. to spend time in a small Scottish town like that. Yeah, and to bring them King Lear and Julius Caesar... I don't think they got too much theater mm-hmm. up in that town. So it was wonderful to share that with them. And it was June. So the sun didn't set until about 11 or so at night. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, it was no. broad
0: daylight till 11?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's pretty far north. Uh-huh. So the sun doesn't set. I mean, the winter's the polar opposite. Sure. It's like dark at two in the afternoon. Oh, okay. But in the summer, it's it's light until about 11 or so at night. And I remember I celebrated my birthday while in Mm Ellapool and we were outside at the pub. It was about 10 o'clock at night. We were having the birthday drinks and it was just broad daylight. That's amazing. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was really cool. So that that was a good moment. That was a good memory. Another, I think, was just a few years ago when I was back in grad school in London.
0: You go to school a lot. I
1: go to school a lot. <laughs> I just keep a just, just glutton for punishment. Um, no, but I was back. I was doing the producing course at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, and we had this one lecture class that included students from several different courses. Mm-hmm. And then one day, we were broken down into groups of 10 and sent away to do some reading of some literature and discuss it amongst ourselves. Right. Our group went outside, and we sat at this picnic table. And as I was listening to the conversation about what we had read, and I was hearing all these different accents, and it just dawned on me that uh, I was sat in a group of 10 theater makers, all from different countries. Wow. We had we had Saudi Arabia, Australia, Chile, Greece, Hungary, Russia. Yeah, Russia was there. China, Pakistan... Ava was from Poland, and then there was me from America.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, that was that was an incredible it moment. Just makes
0: you know how theater transverses, you know, the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And to get those different perspectives. Yeah, it was incredible. really that was that was a really awesome moment. Memory, alone
0: in the and that's us. In this podcast, we'll talk about theater news from Broadway and abroad and all topics related.
1: Some highlights in the world of theater. Wicked is celebrating its 15th anniversary. Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel reunite for an anniversary concert. The concert will air on NBC on October 29th at 10 p.m. So take a disco nap. The musical Cats will become a movie musical and will feature none other than Jennifer Hudson, Sir Ian McAllen, James Corden, and Taylor Swift. Yes, that is happening. A gender swapping production of Stephen Sondheim's company is in previews at the Gilgood in London with Patti Lapone in the role of Joanne. Shakespeare's classic Antony and Cleopatra is at the National Theatre in London starring Rafe Fines and Sophie Okonado and receiving high praise. Check out
0: the reviews and the following Broadway musicals are the tops at the box office: Hamilton earning 3.2 million, Lion King at 2 million, Frozen with 1.6 million, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at 1.5 million, and rounding out the top 5 earners is Dear Evan Hansen with 1.4 million, which also is coming to the Peace Center in the Upstate as part of the 2018-2019 Broadway series. More info on these highlights can be found at playbill.com and broadwayworld.com.
1: A chance for stage folks to say hello, another opening of another show, another Now playing and show openings in the upstate of South Carolina this week. The play That Goes Wrong opened at the Peace Center in Greenville and will run through Sunday, October 7th. Center Stage in Greenville is extending their production of Dreamgirls through Saturday, October 6th. On the college and university scene, Clemson players at Clemson University opened The Revolutionists on October 1st, and will run through Sunday, October 7th. North Greenville University continues their run of Antigonine, which closes Saturday, October 6th.
0: Opening on Thursday, October 4th, Greenville Technical College's production of Agatha Christie's The Hollow runs through Sunday, October 7th. USC's Upstate's Shoestring Players in Spartanburg opens It Can't Happen Here on Thursday and runs through October 7th. And on Thursday, October 4th, Anderson University has one performance of the one-woman show Hazel Louise to offer the Upstate before taking this show to the United Solo Theater Festival in NYC. And it's free. Opening on Friday, October 5th, Foothills Playhouse in Easley opens Godspell and runs through the 21st of October. And Spartanburg Youth Theater presents Grace for President on Friday, October 5th and Saturday, October 6th. Good night and thank you, whoever. We are grateful you found her a spot on the sound radio.
1: Thespis would like to extend a big thank you to our fellow podcasters, Teddy and the Bassman, for their help and guidance. Listeners can find Teddy and the Baseman at teddyandthebassman.podbean.com or through podcast players, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.
0: Hello
1: there, theater people. We hope you are enjoying spending time in the green room. Want to stay updated? Like and follow Thespis in the Green Room on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ThespisG. That's at sign ThespisG, T-H-E-S-P-I-S-G.
0: That is all for today's show. In our next episode, we'll be talking about The Play That Goes Wrong. The touring production comes to the Peace Center in Greenville, South Carolina, opening October 2nd and running through the 7th. Melanie will be interviewing Graham Rooney, who plays Trevor in the West End production. Be sure to tune in.
1: Thespis in the Green Room is a Courageous Crossings production. Music used in this podcast is licensed by ASCAP and BMI. Thanks for...